This is Lon Taylor, the Rambling Boy, broadcasting from Marfa Public Radio Studios in downtown Marfa on this third Friday in February. And happy Valentine's Day. When I talk about books, I usually talk about books by Texans or books about Texans. And in fact, I have a book on that subject, Turning the Pages of Texas, coming out from Texas Christian University Press in the next few days, which I hope that all of my readers will buy and enjoy. But this program is about a book that is not particularly about Texas, except that Texas is part of the natural world. It is by two English people, Robert McFarlane and Jackie Morris, and it is called The Lost Words. It is a book that is so beautiful and so vital that there should be a copy in every household in Texas. In the United States, anywhere in the world where Sunday walks in the woods have been replaced by video games and computers. Robert McFarlane is the quintessential Englishman, born in Oxford and educated at both Oxford and Cambridge. He is well known as a writer about landscape and place. His first book, Mountains of the Mind, published in 2003, about humankind's fascination with mountains, won a bushel of awards for nature writing, and his subsequent books have been bestsellers. Several years ago, McFarlane discovered that at least 20 words dealing with nature, words like acorn, wren, bluebell, and heather, have been dropped from the Oxford Junior Dictionary the standard British school dictionary, because they were no longer included in stories that children read. Words like block, graph, broadband, and voicemail had taken their places. McFarland and his friend Jackie Morris, an award-winning artist and illustrator, decided to produce a book that, in McFarland's words, would put nature back into the mouth and the mind's eye of a reader. He called it an act of creative dissent. The lost words is the result. When it was published in 2017, it was voted the most beautiful book of the year by the United Kingdom Booksellers Association. It is certainly one of the most beautiful books I have ever seen. It is a big book, 15 by 12 inches, and it is printed on glossy paper. McFarland describes it as a spell book and says that each of the 20 spells in it should be read aloud to bring the lost word they are about back. The spells are actually short poems, reminiscent of the work of the English poet Sherard Manley Hopkins. Each spell is part of a set of three double-page spreads. The first spread is a watercolor by Morris, 
showing a landscape without the creature or a plant named in the spell. The second is the spell, with Morris's magnificent rendering of its subject on a gold background. The third is a watercolor showing the subject restored to the landscape in profusion. The third spreads remind me a little of the drawings that used to appear in children's magazines, over captions reading, How many pigs can you find in this barnyard? Morris's renderings are so lush that you have to look carefully to see everything that is in them. MacFarlane's spells are both beautiful and catchy, with lots of internal rhymes, like Hopkins, that make them easy to memorize. Here he is on acorns. As flake is to blizzard, as curve is to sphere, as knot is to net, as one is to many, as coin is to money, as bird is to flock, as rock is to mountain, as drop is to fountain, as spring is to river, as glint is to glitter, as near is to far, as wind is to weather, as feather is to flight, as light is to star, as kindness is to good, so acorn is to wood. And on magpies, magpie manifesto, argue every toss, gossip, bicker, yak, and snicker all day long, pick a fight in an empty room, interrupt, interject, intercept, intervene, every magpie for every magpie against every other walking, flying, swimming, creeping creature on the earth, except eagles, for they are too scary. And wrens, when wren whirs from stone to furs, the world around her slows. For wren is quick, so quick she blurs the air through which she flies. Yes, rapid wren is needle, rapid wren is pin. And wren's song is sharp song, briar song, thorn song. And wren's flight is dark flight, flick flight, light flight, yes. Each wren etches, stitches, switches, glitches, yes. Now you think you see wren, now you know you don't. And there are 17 more of these. The last words has caused an explosion in the United Kingdom. Since its publication in the fall of 2017, it has been adapted for music, dance, film, sculpture, and performance. A copy has been donated to every hospice in England, and it is being used by caregivers working with victims of trauma and people suffering from Alzheimer's. The Royal National Orthopedic Hospital in Stanmore retained MacFarlane and Morris to transform the text and illustrations into murals that would cover the corridors, rooms, and clinical areas of their new four-story building. This commission has produced an integrated environment that MacFarlane, a doctor's son, says acknowledges the fundamental relationship between nature and healing. Even more significantly, 
more than 30 grassroots campaigns have sprung up across the United Kingdom to place a copy of the book in every primary school in the country. This has been achieved in all of the primary schools in Scotland, more than half of those in England, and a quarter of those in Wales. I think that that should be a model for this country. And even though children in the Big Bend are hardly deprived of contact with nature, the rambling boy will start the ball rolling by donating copies of the lost words to the schools in Marfa, Fort Davis, and Alpine. You've been listening to The Rambling Boy. I'll be back next Friday at 11 o'clock with another story, probably about Texas. In the meantime, remember that you can read The Rambling Boy in the Big Bend Sentinel every Thursday. This program is made possible by a generous grant from the Summerlee Foundation's program in Texas history.